You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the Draven tooth comes from the Green Dragon. In his father's absence, Bolg has ruled the orcs of Mount Gundabad with an iron fist. Now he leads them forth in great number to complete Azog's victory and the destruction of his hated foes. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. Your podcast for all things Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. I'm your host Matt and I have here with me today Kylie. Hey hey. And Jeremy. Uh, it's a bulging great experience to be here, Matt. Get ready to be bulged, everybody. So, we'll uh, briefly go over the profile. So, for first of all, Bolg. Bolg was the bad guy in the Hobbit book, wasn't he? He was the, the orc that followed them all the way to the Battle of Five Armies. Yeah. He was the main antagonist. The one that yes. no one could kill until yeah. Baron arrived and sort of went smush. Mm. So, he was a pretty nasty one. So, he's basically become the second in charge in the, the movie trilogy because they brought Azog, who was briefly mentioned, back to him. But he's a fantastic character, and he's one of the... He was a real shock when he came out in the Hobbit profile, wasn't he? Because he was yeah. just so different from the other evil heroes we had. It really blew people away, and there was lots of cries of, oh my goodness, how will good ever win a game again, and all this sort of stuff. And luckily, those cries were answered. <laughs> so someone read the numbers. Yes. All right, I'll read the numbers, because I read and stuff. Okay, so bulk. He has two profiles, so I'm going to start with the Hobbit one first. He has move six, a fight value of seven, strength five, defense seven, three attacks, three wounds, a courage of five. He has three might, three will, and three one fate. His war gear is heavy armor and two-handed pick. His special rules, there are two of them, Burly and the Bringer of Death. Yep, so Burley is the one where he can two-hand a weapon without any negatives to it, isn't it? It's just, Pretty much. You it's, still have to declare it, though, don't you? Yes. Technically, yeah. you have to say, I'm doing going two-handed, but I'm not going to cop any penalties whatsoever. You can still pierce. He's got that, that big pick, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. So he could pierce. So you have to declare two-handed piercing or two-handed not piercing, but a lot of times you end up going two-handed piercing. Defense 7, though, is a really tasty amount of defense, so lots of options. It's scrumptious. Absolutely. What's the difference in that Battle of Five Armies profile as opposed to the Unexpected Journey profile? Well, for starters, he has a 25-point increase, but he also gains the option to mount a Felwag and also picks up the special rule Ancient Enemies, which allows him to reroll ones to wound when making strikes against elves and dwarves. On top of this, he picks up an extra two fate, so he has three fate in his Ascended profile. So he can take better hits better, he can dish out more damage, and he can charge with a wag. So let's face it, most And of he can time, charge on a wag around a corner. Yeah, most of the time it's going to be 35 points extra, because if you're going to get this profile, you're probably going to go the fell wag, because it's, yeah, it's sure. a good addition for you it. You are going to go the fell wag, let's be honest. You, you, I feel you're paying a little bit of a premium for these upgrades, but it's absolutely worth it. The fate, mm. One of the ways to bring down bulk is that I've done in the past is mass... Strength three archery, so alpha archery is just going at him is a way to bring him down. But yes. with three fates, suddenly that becomes very difficult to do. And with the mobility of a wag, that's really tough as well. So and th- that's good that's good. The bonus against dwarves and elves is pretty handy. And if you're playing against those armies, you will notice it because a lot of times you're going in the burly with two handed piercing, so you're re rolling most of your misses. Yeah. The one roll you don't want to roll with bog is a one. 
because even twos you can wound with on most targets like Mechlid Elf. So one kind of buggers, buggers you up a bit, but being able to re-roll it pretty much means against Mechlid Elves, you're pretty much guaranteed to wound. Yeah, you're going to be killing every time. Just and about. if you manage to get higher fight than like an Elf or a Dwarf hero, you can have a pretty good go at almost anyone, even if you see a strength nine guy. Yeah, Legolas full stat. Eight. I've seen Bolt just take yeah. a Legolas full stat it's off the massive. table. And I'm going to talk about how exactly to do that using my patented bulging technique a bit later. But this is huge. The main difference compared to the other orcs in the past has been the fight value. Yeah. You look at the biggest, baddest orc we've had before the Hobbit profiles, and that was Gothmogging out. Fight 5, 3, 3, 3, across the board, defense 7 with Master of Battle. That was that was pretty good profile. Yeah, nothing wrong Then with they brought out Bulg and pretty much upped his stats across the board. Yeah, it's a massive amount of stats. And look, he's a massive amount of points as well. But a lot of people have been crying out for that in the Lord of the Rings, some evil models that are more heroic and not just ring wraith based ones. So it really does add something to the game. And his whole army list plays quite differently than a lot of the evil stuff because suddenly you're not as concerned about having all those magic things. You, yeah. You're going almost like a good army. You're going with pure force. It's giving the evil side a good old-fashioned beat stick. Yeah, it's something they've never had before. It's really nice to see that. It's good to make use of some of these stats that you don't see too often, like the Fight 7. Mm. I think we should also talk about his the bringer of death special because this is this is his true hallmark. Bog, he's 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 a little lazy compared to other models in the game, and he only reaches his true form and power after he's uh, warmed up a little bit. So when he gets two kills, he gains the terror special rule, which is when, fantastic. That's incredibly he, useful. When he gets five kills, he gets Heartbringer of Evil, also very useful for it. Especially when you have Terra already. Yeah, no, they're good yep. special rules. And um, so when far. he well reaches together. the magical 10 kills, he gains Mighty Hero. Absolutely useless. You just never get there. No, this is such a tease. It sounds like the best rule in the game. It sounds so good. All the things you could do with him with, with a minor turn. But what I found when I've played him, and I've played him probably more than you two, is that right? I would say I've that. never yes. used him yet. Yeah, I've, I've used, used him a couple I've of times. I've used him extensively, uh, quite a lot. And what I found with him is that if you ever get to the 10 kills, which happens incredibly rarely, you've already run the game. Like there's, there's nothing else to kill. He usually gets to six or seven and he's usually killed a couple powerful heroes. Like he's almost killed his own points worth or more because he's taken out two big heroes. But because his army itself is so deadly, I find that he gets there really quickly. Now, if you design the army around that rule, you'll probably end up going with the Gundabads rather than the Hunter Orcs Agreed. and a lot of shielding, and you could get to it in that way. Yep. But I've always gone for the more multiple attacks, aggressive ones with lots of Hunter Orcs. Mm. And I find that in that particular build, you're not actually using him to kill a whole huge amount of troops. You're killing main heroes. You're focusing heroes. Yeah. You could possibly do it with the Wag. You could have a go at it. But I find that it's almost... I, I do think it's a bit of a tease. And 10 models is huge. Like, most most armies have between, what, 40 and, and 60 models on a, yeah. mm. a, a bulk-sized game. Yeah. Killing 10 of them, you're killing a quarter to... Well, a bit less than a quarter, but you're killing a mm. fair chunk of the army. Let me put it this way. The only time I've ever mm. seen Bog get to 10 kills and actually have it make a difference was when he was playing Goblin Town. Yep, that was the one army I'm like... The only time I've seen it happen. Yeah. He fought Goblin Town, got the 10 kills really quick, and the, the plus, the extra might of turn came useful. The other time I've seen him get the 10 kills and get the might, when he got the might, the game ended that turn. One of the most useful things about this rule, though, is what it does, you, you suddenly get the terror. You get you maybe get the harboring of evil, you maybe not, but what it means is people generally run away from Bolg. 
Like yes. he he can control the game just by his presence there because no one wants to take him on. You you don't want to send your hero anywhere near Bog because you know he can take down pretty much anything in the game with some clever play and some some good placement. Fight He'll have seven. a good crack at it. He's fantastic. He doesn't have trouble wounding things. With a basic strength of five, it means even your defense nine on the Burly is going to be fives. Pierce, and you might be able to get it to fours to wound. That's huge. This defense nine models are tough nuts to crack. You get a trap or a knockdown on those models with Bolg wounding on a four or a five, and you're doing some serious wounds. You've still got three points of might as well. You want to throw out the wounds. You can almost reliably, say on the WAG, you could reliably charge into a, uh, say, a Thraw, or what's the other defense? Nine Dwarves, Dane. Durin. Durin. With the magic hat. You could charge those and have a really good crack at them, and it, it's, it would be actually really scary for a Dwarf player. Let, let, let's put it this in a slightly different way. Let's do that. Aragorn, King Alessa, on horse with the big pointy sword of doom. Bog's damage output is on par with that. Yeah. I actually took down a Aragorn, King Alessa, on horse... Full full upgrades with the original Hobbit, uh, unexpected journey bog on foot, like he's he's that deadly. He can take that down. Most of my experience has been before he had the wag. I've played a lot of scenarios with him after the wag, but even before the wag, he was just so powerful and so deadly. And now the wag is just so many possibilities for it. There are very few heroes that can reliably walk into a vault warden sheer wall and expect to kill something. Bog mm. is one of those heroes. Yeah, your yes. shield wall is not going to hold up against him. All right, Jeremy, you've been hanging out for it for a little while now. What's your secret strategy? What is for this bulging we've heard so okay. much about? The bulging strategy is it really pivots around his fight seven, which is going to be more than most heroes in the game. Most heroes in the game. Yeah. So this is this is for when you go against a fight six or less hero, but it's usually you get some pretty tasty ones there, like medium level heroes, even big heroes. You can take it down with this. What you do, you charge with bulg a model next to or very close to the hero. Next to is absolutely better. You want a path where Bold can actually go charge the hero. And I think on a wag, this is going to be harder to do. So on foot especially, this is good. You want to be next to the hero, but not in the hero's combat. So say, for example, I'm taking on, I don't know, Aemir, Knight of the Palinor. What I'll do is I'll charge the Rohar model next to Aemir, Knight of the Palinor. And I'll put my generic troop into Aemir, leaving a gap, assuming that the, the model that Bolg fights is going to die. So that, that's going to die in the combat phase. Bolg will have room to move into Aemir, Knight of the Palinor. Now, what I do at the start of the fight phase is say, I am going to use Might. And I put this, I put this very straight poker face on. I'll say, Matt, I'm going to use some Might. And Matt's shaking at the moment. He's going, oh, oh my goodness. No. What do I do? So, Matt, what do you do? Well, if you if you if, have to use might first, what do you do? If I was thinking I've got to use uh, some might to potentially survive this, I'm probably going to do that. I'm probably going to call a heroic action, and more likely than not, it's going to be heroic strike. Heroic strike. Okay, you call a heroic strike. I'm going to call a heroic combat with bulk. Alrighty then. Okay. So what we do then? We roll off for our action. One of us wins a roll. Doesn't matter who. You strike up. If I get to see what that fight is, I can make a judgment call whether Bolg wants to go in or not. Now, because I've got the heroic combat and you've got the heroic strike, yours is absolutely useless if you don't fight Bolg. And because I'm heroic combating in the combat next to Aemir, I look at that and I'll go, okay, I'll just kill the, the two troops I'm in and then I'll move in and I'll kill another two troops. And I will have wasted my might point You'll completely. waste your point of might. And then we do it for another turn. 
And the same thing happens. And this time, what do you do? You've learned from it this time. What do you do, Matt? Well, I think this time I'm just going to not use the might point. I, I think you're probably not going to try and do this to me. You're probably not going to try and take oh, that You would be go. surprised. I would try. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is call the heroic combat again. And this time, because I know that your fight's lower, I'm going to move Bulk into Aemir. And I'm going to do my best that any other models in the... the the fight, make sure that Amy gets trapped or, or whatever. Make sure I, I do that. Even if I don't, I'm not too fussed. Then I go through and Bolg just rips him apart with a higher fight value. So usually what happens is exactly that. People, the first time they strike against it, they realize they've just thrown away a point of might for no gain. They panic because they see Bolg take out four troops in the previous turn and get close to Harbinger of Evil. And then they don't throw their might away. They save it. Or they call a heroic combat themselves. Let them. Let them do a heroic combat themselves. If you win the roll-off, you just chase them down and grab them. If they win the roll-off, they might get away, but you just go and, and do another four models or so next time and really put the pressure on. And Bolg is just so powerful. I've taken out Boromir's of the White Tower with this move. I've taken out Aragorn, King Alisar with this move. I've taken out some really fantastically big characters with it. And this is with the Bolg on foot. So this is, the tactic became called Bolging once I took out in consecutive games Boromir the White Tower, and I think it was an Isengard troll. Isengard troll, Isengard captain. Yeah, basically all the Isengard heroes. So we named this tactic Bolging. And the fantastic thing is it really means that your might is always useful and your opponent's might half the time is going to do nothing and they might still lose a hero anyway. So to put it in context, you've just been bulged. Uh, In the gap between the two rounds at this tournament, someone walks up to you and says, what happened? And you just say, I've been bulged. You do? Yes. Every single time you play Jeremy with Bolg, you've been Bolged. Yeah, absolutely Bolged. Bolg does all the Bolging in the world. He's fantastic Bolgy. And that's that's something that Evil didn't really have open to them before. Imagine if you could get the Mighty Hero. If you can get the Mighty Hero, it's unlikely. But if you can get that off, your Bolging becomes like every Legendary. Turn. You know what? God-like. Okay, uh, on, on that tactic, on, on getting that Mighty Hero, I have it. an idea. You've got an idea. Go I've for your idea. I've got an idea. Spectres. Okay, you've got the terror up, but more importantly, you've got up the harbinger of evil. You've got a handful of spectres sitting at the back of the board that have been waiting for this moment. You win priority. You use your spectres to terrify several of the enemies, and they're going to stand in a perfect little arc that is going to fit four of them onto uh, Bog's Wag base. And then you're going to charge Bog in, and he's going to fight four models in one turn, and he's going to kill all four of them. What I find with a bog on the charge is people get a bit greedy with him early on because it is tempting to put him into three or four models early on. And I find that it's actually better to go a little bit more conservative with bog early on. You want reliable mm. kills rather yeah. than than trying to get it all in one go. Because if you try and get it all in one go, you're liable for the botching or have to waste your might. Yeah. This is spe- specifically once you've already got the harbinger oh, of yeah, yeah. Once and you you're trying to jump oh, up to look, that mighty hero. If you've got that off, you're going pretty well. But... I find that I don't even bother with allies for this list and, and Bolg. I don't think he needs them, but you could definitely try something like that. But I think I think one of the mistakes people make with Bolg is that they think that he can go he can go one on one with anyone. So they go, well, he can go four on one with anyone. Let's go and and yeah, and yeah. the problem with that is suddenly you forget, spending your money winning yeah, combats. Sometimes you forget four on one is still four guys potentially shielding. That's yeah, still four yeah. attacks to your four it, attacks. Every one of those attacks is gonna stack we've, up in the end. We've all done it, we've all rolled it, we've all rolled yep. the one one two. Yeah, so I find it, that it can happen. I actually play I, I play incredibly threatening with Bolg, but also quite conservative where I'm aiming for two models a turn. 
So that that's my aim. Two models a turn, one or two models a turn, I'm happy. But his presence is just massive, and it really does scare an opponent. So this character, as you can probably tell, is one of my favorites. And I love that they released a new model for it. The original one with the heavy metal bulk, with the the sword that looks looks like a guitar, the one with the massive red beard for some reason. It's a nice model, and they, they put it in the Hobbit movies as a bit of an extra. But I love the new bulk, the, the goofy-looking one that... that I imagine him from you know the the character from of mice and men is that what was the character's yeah. name? Um, I know the one you're talking about, but I, I can't it, remember it? his name. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to look it up. George. George. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of, of like George, just like this sort of innocent little orc who's misunderstood and just just wants to play with people, but it ends up accidentally bulging them and then has to get shot by his mate. But this is this is the kind of character for me. This this massive threatening presence that you must deal with. And he's he's incredibly reliable. He's he's reliable at wounding. He's reliable at winning combats. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I love him. I like to think of Bog as because I originally had the same thought that you had, Matt. Of you know, use the specters and ring race, get four kills, and then hurt combat to another four kills, and get eight kills on turn one, and, and get the high region. I don't think that's the best way to run Bog. I actually think that Bog is best described like a juggernaut. It starts off slow pretty slow moving but as the turns roll on he starts picking up a bit of momentum it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it gets to the point where you just can't stop him and i think that's the best way to play bulk you know get two kills on the first time then have another hero help help you out and get you know three or four kills in the second turn and then do that again and you know slowly rack up the kills and eventually you'll hit 10 kills before your opponent realizes. Yeah, I find my favorite is to just threaten heroes, threaten mid-level, threaten big heroes. And if he can take out two heroes in a game, the the opponent's going to be really hard-pressed to beat him because they need those heroes to actually take him down. So if he can take them one-on-one, he's all good. The key is one-on-one. If he takes them two-on-one, suddenly it gets a little bit hard for him. So I think we should go to how do you, how do you beat Bog? Well, I do have one particular story that I'm fond of. When Jeremy and I played at Arcanicon, in 2012, it might have been. Oh, that was hardly a game. A long time ago. Probably one of the best games I've ever played against Jeremy, actually. I think probably, probably the, the worst best. Game I've ever played. Oh, the best one. one of all time. Yes, I remember so, this worst game of all time. Jeremy had just come off a bye and so had dropped down the rankings a little bit and was facing me for some reason. I mean, I was right up there, but yeah, we, you... we, we were facing off and uh, Jeremy had a Hunter Orc army and I had my Dwarves. And Jeremy tricked me. All the way through the game. Yep. Certainly made did. me play very poorly. No, didn't. <laughs> and I got very desperate towards the end of the game. I had Flowey and Dane in a combat near Bolg, and I was very concerned that I was about to be Bolged. So I said, no, I'm having none of this. I'll be the one doing the Bolging here today. So Flowey, with his, li- with his only point of might, because Dane had run out completely, called a heroic combat... And he and Dane proceeded to beat up a Hunter Orc and charge into Bolg. Both of them... I, no, in fact, I think it was just Flowey. I think Dane had to peel off another model and Flowey went into Bolg. And what happened next was possibly the greatest thing of my gaming life. Because Bolg proceeded to completely botch his combat, roll nothing higher than a 2, and Flowey went on to... Kill Bolg. To Bolg Bolg, if you will. And I just looked across the table at Jeremy, and I said, Good game, Jeremy. You've just been flowied. 
You didn't say that. No, I you didn't say that, but it would have been great time. if I did. You I think the greatest bit about this game, though, was when you both turned over and you started calculating because it was loads of battle, calculating the oh, victory points. And then Jeremy looks up, turns to Matt and goes, 34? 34. And Matt turns around and I looked goes, up and said, oh my no, God. you did not. And I said, yes, I did. You. <laughs> 34 each draw in Lords of Battle. What yeah. a great game. And you've got that draw Bowl because Bog was real. You, you held him down and... Like you talk about that moment. That was a bit of a fluke as much as anything. Oh, yeah. You did a really good job of actually avoiding Bolg in combat and mitigating him. So making sure that he doesn't actually fight a whole lot is really important. So yeah. you were, you, your army essentially moved away from him at all times. Yeah, th- I think that was probably the only good thing I did in that yeah, game, to I be think honest. Was... I made a lot of mistakes. but Another good way is not using say, magic in particular, but things like sorceress blasting guys through Bolg to knock him down, hurling guys through Bolg to knock him down. Just ways to Preventing slow him. him from fighting. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. slow him down. Avoiding combat. Position yourself awkwardly so you can only charge one guy and not get much out of it. Yeah. If you can drain his might early, he becomes a lot less uh, hard to deal with because then you can do a strike up against him and start winning some combats. Mm. So forcing the opponent to get greedy, baiting them with a couple heroic combats, knowing they're going to do that, and then having having it set up so the second combat is highly likely that you'll win is not a bad idea because you know in the second combat they're going to be down a point of might. I've even seen once Bog, who was fighting, again, a, a dwarf army, fight a Grimhammer, and the cheeky little Grimhammer went, I'm going to bash. Managed to win the roll and bashed and knocked Bog onto his back, preventing him from doing well, anything. If there's anything that can take down Bog, it's a Grimhammer. <laughs> dwarves <laughs> so and Hunter Dwarves and Hunter Orcs, great matchup. Yeah, they actually are a really good matchup, these. Yeah. The, the Hobbit Dwarves and, and Hunter Orcs are fantastic, and the, the Gundabad Orcs really match up quite well. Look, I still am a massive fan of Bolg, but if you're playing against Bolg, don't let Bolg Bolg you. Don't let him do what he wants. Don't let him control the game. Avoid it. Put guys in there. Throw one guy into shield with him. Make sure there's no heroic combat off it that he can reach in. Uh, make sure heroic combat heroic combat's into another boring troop, so he, he spends a point of might to get two models. Like... Try and try and suck down his might before he gets to that that magic ten kills or even the magic five kills, and then really go hard at the rest of the army and put things in your favor. Because if he's taking the hunter orcs, they they're fantastically offensive, but they can go down to a lot of one on one combats. They they don't particularly like that. They prefer to be on the aggressive side and choosing their combats. And if you're going against the gundabads, they actually sometimes have trouble winning fights, so they can start killing you slowly. So if you some well-placed models and some well-placed heroes putting the pressure on and just starting to rip up the Gundabad orcs can be really tough. So, and use his models to get to to block him up, make mm. him make him fight at tight formation. Don't give him that wiggle room. Cramp up the conditions. Make it hard for him. So, what rating would you give Bolg then, Jeremy? I would give Bolg ten Bolgs out of Bolg. That's a lot of Bolgs. Yeah. No. Look, he he is. Honestly, I think he is, for me, the number one character in the game. Wow. The number one. Number one. That's saying a lot. Just ahead of Azog. Just. Okay. Just ahead of Azog. But I think I think for the bargain price and the fact that you can get him for under 200 if you want or around 200 with the, the Falwag, I think he can fit into to most of the Hunter Orc armies. And I've just... There's, there's been no character that I've played that I've had that much fun with. You still have to play the tactics. You still have to set things up. But the way you can control the game is just fantastic. So I'm I'm a massive fan of Bolg, as you could probably guess, because one, I'm on a Know Thine Enemy, and two, I love Bolg. All right. Well, I'm going to go in a similar vein. I'm going to give him nine kills out of ten, because let's be honest, you very rarely get to ten kills. Oh, that's so, so harsh. So true. Nine kills. 
Nine kills out of ten for me. And it's one flowy killing bog for me. Good old bog. He can one. bog me any day. One. Bogey bog bog bog. <laughs> You're giving him a one? No, I'm giving him a flowy out of a bog and bog got flowy. So what's that in real numbers? How many bogs is uh, that? Well, Probably flowy's worth 70 points, so it's a seven out of ten. Seven, no, seven over ten. Seven <laughs> times ten. Seven over ten. Seventy over ten. This has been the Green Dragon Podcast, brought to you live from the small little city of Melbourne in Australia. So, so thanks for listening, everyone. We are the Bog Dragon. You've been bogged, and remember, bogs win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.